Hey everybody, it's Lee, and this is Let Us Say It For You. And it's Big Mike in his house. What's poppin', people? What it dizzo? Yeah, I hope you guys reply when I ask that in your car and in your jobs and in your homes. <laughs> I would like to know oh. that you um say something to Give me. Give me a finger. Hmm. Oh, my I left mine in the car. Grease it up for you, boys. She has a man, though, so stop. And he's fit. He'll fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I quickly tell you about something? Sure. So, how does it help now? Thanks to you and these weak ass shots. Shut up. So, my friend Candace, shout, um, shout out to Candace. Uh, I met her at Best Buy in 2012, and she's great. Um, but her sister, Alex, met Willie for the first time um, when we first moved in, and they came down, and we went to this place called Octopus. Dope. We should go. Is it for Karaoke. Oh, well, sure. It's like a night bar or whatever. And no how arguments there. Super dope. Um, somebody did Mulan, and you know, I got up and sang like it That's was my hilarious. song. But it was cool that they did a lot of Disney stuff. But, anyways, so she walked over to Willie, and she was like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> okay. And so he was like, You know, Willie, hey, Hi. how you doing? Hey, how you doing, man? She was like, I'm good. What are your intentions with her? Oh. And so he was like, I plan to be with her for the rest of my life. Jesus. She was like, she was like, you better. Hmm. You know I'll fuck you up, right? Oh. I said, Alex. <laughs> the thing is, Alex is Candace's younger sister. Candace didn't even do that. Alex is like, she's thugged out. I was not expecting that from Sometimes her. You have to be because, like, they think you're playing. You're playing. You think you're playing, and then you have to show them you're <laughs> you not fucking you're playing. You're not playing. Okay? <laughs> they think you're a joke. But it was until funny. Until you, like, fuck some shit up. She said, I will fuck you up. He said, oh. <laughs> okay. I, I would be like, um, like Monique at that point. I would like to see. I would like I to would see. I would like to see it. I would fuck like to up. see Let it. Let me see. This would be interesting. This oh. nigga can hold himself sideways on a pole. It's the craziest yeah, shit. That's crazy. Micah's, like... When he Pick calls me, that's what call. I see. And every time I see it, I was like, that is. That's impressive. That's it. I can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and when I met her boyfriend this recent weekend, um, he tried to. No, man. I thought you're being funny. No. You're being funny. No. He tried to hug me, and I was like, mm. And I was like, what are your intentions? And so she starts dying laughing. She's like, no, 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 Micah. Um, we live together. I said, where? She said, in Virginia. I said, when did this happen? So apparently they've been together for a long time. Um, I almost gave it to him, but I'm like, you know what? Okay, let's you trail know what, on sir? that for just a second. That is not on our list of What's topics, up? but we're going to talk about it right now because you said that. So um, it seems to me that the Caucasians, <laughs> move in with their partners. It's normal. Early AF, and it's mm-hmm. like perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. And for the blacks, Mm-mm. we don't do that. It Mm-mm. takes jackass years or maybe poverty. Yeah. In order and for all, that and, to take And place. also for our and for us to feel comfortable with our parents knowing that that's what we're about to do. Because a lot of us do kind of have respect for them in yeah. that way. And then the religious part about it, it's like the whole fornication situation. Sorry. Oh, and then the whole fornication. Yeah. So the idea of you fornicating and then you're moving in, like I think their biggest fear is that we get pregnant. I don't yeah, think it. it and, I, and I honestly don't think it has anything to do with anything else but that. It's like 
you are moving in with this person and we know you're having sex. It already makes us uncomfortable that you're fornicating. But now we know you're fornicating and the possibility of you being pregnant is so much higher now. So I think they're just stressed out about that. To be real, that's just my opinion. Because it makes no other sense why you don't think I should move in with somebody that I feel like I may spend the rest of my life with. I think this is like the best trial and error situation. You know, like... Why wouldn't you want to know how they wake up and how they go to sleep and how they carry themselves, you know, when they in their, you know, their their comfort zone? You can really get to know a person when they in their own space, mm-hmm. you know? They can put on a whole lot at a restaurant or the movies or a bowling alley or your mama house, but, like, in their own home? Hmm. Certain things come up. Yeah, you see how gross somebody is. Exactly. You know, you can either... <laughs> What? Tell them how gross they are and pick it up yourself. Which mm. one you doing, sis? I don't mm. want you pick it up. Myself. I know pick up. Mm-hmm. Well, what I'll say is, I when I was getting my bachelor's, that's when I physically went to school all the time. And her name was Amanda, lovely Caucasian girl. Oh yeah, I remember her. And, and me and Amanda, we took like one or two classes together by accident, and then we started just because we were in the same, we had the same degree, so we just started taking all our classes together. Amanda, I was twenty two. 23, around the time I was finishing up my bachelor's. And Amanda was like 20. Mm. Already lived with her boyfriend. Mm. She had cameras in her house, so she would always show me her dog because she would just watch her dog walking around the house. <laughs> they had just bought the house. 20-year-old now. Yeah. Just bought the house. She's like, well, we had the money. And first of all, how the fuck? Anyway, uh, we had the money. You and know. then she tells me all the time, she's like, um, she tells me all the time, <laughs> Uh, for everyone on live, uh, what happened is we are basically talking about how white people seem to move in at young ages. Like, I'm talking about a girl that's 20. Her boyfriend was, I think, 21. Mm-hmm. And they already had a house together. We were finishing our bachelor's degree. Micah knows. I don't know how old were your friends. Do you know how old they are? Are they young, young? Uh, She now, she's like five years younger than me. We're about, we're thirty, so she's 25. Her Around and her boyfriend live together. I don't think she is 25. And did they move to Virginia or are they from Virginia? I think... He's from there. He has to be. He's she's right. moving with him. Okay. So, so I'm just talking guessing about, it seems like white people move do this yeah. at a younger and age. I, and I'm comfortable and seem yeah. happy AF and black people, we don't do that that often. And Micah mm-hmm. brought up the fact of uh, a lot of times it could be thinking about how our parents may feel about it. Because they already know we smashing. So right. once they know we're doing it, now you're about to live with them and do it all the time. And it's like, yeah, yeah I am. You're actually. Gonna get I'm going to have sex every day. And then the religion part about it. Yeah. And like the whole shacking up idea. That's what gets my mom. She's mm-hmm. not too, she's not too shooketh, if you will, by the sex thing. Cause I mean, clearly I'm fucking have a baby. So right. it's like, all right, whatever. Um, she knows me well enough to know, like, I'm not like rabbit sex crazy. But at the same time, she's more like, all right, well, you already got a baby. When I was living with Manny, you already got a baby. So um, when are y'all getting married? What are y'all doing? Y'all just kind of sitting here. Playing house or whatever. Yeah. And so right. my mom did give me the whole playing house speech. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, hey. He's gone now. So and, I didn't know he was going to say that. Didn't know he was going there, did you? I thought shook her, shook her. Um, but yeah, she was, Amanda was twenty, and her boyfriend was like twenty-one, mm-hmm. and they had a lot of wealthy friends. They weren't like wealthy, wealthy. They they were like middle class, yeah, middle, middle class, class, and they probably had parents that had trust funds and shit for them or whatever from a young age. They save for their kids. I don't think that's something all blacks do either. Oh, we should invest majority. in Jesus saving for our children. Christ. But um, yeah. So 
she would show me that. Then she would show me pictures. And, like, they would go on boats with their friend. Their friend's dad had a boat. So they went on the yacht Must be nice. every fucking weekend, caught big-ass fish. And I like to fish mm-hmm. uh, because of my ex. So I was just like, man, you know, that's interesting. That was the youngest situation I ever saw. Mm-hmm. And now you're telling me this. And it's another white person. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. honestly, they seem to kind of be yeah. on a roll with this shit. And do you know, um, with the... The Anglo-Saxons that I do know. Uh, I love that name. It's so funny. The Anglo-Saxons that I do know, um, they have a very free way of being, I think. And I'm not going to say they don't respect their parents as much as we respect our parents. I would. Um, okay. Um, but, you know, when you think about the way that you were reared, how your mom raised you is how you respond to her. That, right? Okay. Okay. So, I see what you so mean. but we can do both. We can yeah. do, it can be both. Like, I don't think they raise their kids with fear. I think our <laughs> parents raise us with fear. Minded. Um, and I also think I'm so scared of that lady. Yeah, and I also think it's the the level of religiosity. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think they're as religious as we are, and I don't think they take a lot of things. I don't want to say to heart, or I don't know. They just are more liberal with their with their decisions. I don't think they factor in anybody. And I think that may be the privilege behind, you know, being an Anglo-Saxon. It doesn't matter who you are. I'm going to do what I want to do because I want to do it. And, and, a level and I of, have a right to do yeah, this. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And there's a level of, um, I think, maturity even to that. Because it's like, I know a lot of, and I can only always, we like we always reference, we talk about blacks most because we're black and that's what we know. So I know a lot of black parents. I can I can off the top of my head think about three who directly say, well, I don't want to tell you what to do. And then, you know, it gets messed up and then you get also mad at me or whatever. And I think they use that. In some regard, I can understand. But I think they use that and it translates across every fucking thing they do. Every bit of advice they give their kids. I'm very team get the fuck out your parents' house and go live. Like, I don't know how the hell else. A lot of people are going to grow up yeah. if they're not forced to grow up in certain aspects. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I'm talking about it with a friend of mine and he he's 30. He just turned 32 or 33. I think he just turned 33. He just moved out of his dad's house um, last year, like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And so his biggest thing, though, was that his dad would tell him they're American. His dad was like, I don't think you should leave. He's like, you, ain't, you don't have any kids. You don't have any rush to go. And I would tell him all the time, you need to get the fuck out of your daddy's house. <laughs> so he was just like, you know, he's like, yeah, I hear you. And then he heard, you know, half and half. He heard people tell him, man, don't let these girls rush you to get out your daddy's house, whatever. Like, you know, do it on your time. And I said, definitely do it on your time. But when is your time? That's what I'm going to ask. And then it was like, you are, he had a few situations where he ran into women where he would always somehow meet women that had like their master's degree and lived on their own. And these are the type of women he was attracted to. None of us want to talk to you still living with your dad. I was like, I'm telling you that. And that was always an issue. He didn't have the master's degree. That used to be an issue for me. I'm over it at this point. But he was dating girls that were still expecting him to go back to school at some point and Mm. get a bachelor's, which he doesn't have. And then on top of that, you still live with your parents. I was like, you're reaching for women that are going to want you to be equally yoked in some type of way right, and right, you're right. not matching up yeah. with their thing. So you're going to constantly have this problem. Yeah. So he told me I was one of the main, he finally moved down. He's like, you was one of my main reasons because you've been in my ear. I was like, look, my brother, I love you. I just want the best you. for you. Right. And I was like, you know, it's it's true. I'm, I'm, I, I, I respect it being different from a girl who, oh, you don't have shit and you sitting here telling me I need to be this, this, this. Mm-hmm. But I mean, 
I on my home. I'm not fucking nobody that still stay with their parents. I just kind of feel like at this point, what are we doing? Yeah. What are what are your aspirations yeah. here? Yeah. And then give me a good reason. And his reason to me, I told him his reason was kind of one of the better I heard because he really just it's, it didn't even really cross his mind. He doesn't really have a reason to leave. His dad is telling him to stay because it's so hard out there. I don't want you to go out there and struggle. Yeah, and I think that's not so, so. So I think to that degree, like a lot of parents kick their kids out at eighteen. A lot of parents do that specifically to their sons. Yeah. And I think it's the fear that he's going to be comfortable. So the fear that you're going to basically raise a, a, one of Will Ferrell's stepbrother, you know, Jeez, a 39-year-old man that's living why I hate home. That you know what so I'm saying? Much, bro. It turns me off. So I get the fear, but I also want everybody to understand just because a child turns 18 does not make them responsible. This kid has literally... Woke up at a certain time every day, had one responsibility, go to school. Some of them have jobs. Um, I know majority of kids in high school get jobs because they want extra shit. Yeah. Just extra. Like, my mom won't buy me these shoes. Fine. I'm going to work at Foot Locker. Get mm. it. Then I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to get a discount. So, so if, you, if you think of it like that, the moment they turn 18, you just expect this whole drastic change from a child to an adult. And that is not realistic. This is true. So, my thing is... I get the fear. So if you want to prepare your kids, you know what I'm saying, for that faithful day when they turn 18 and they graduate high school, all right, what's your plan? Instead of saying, what's your plan the day of, you can just prepare them along the way. You know what I'm saying? We've talked about that before. It's like you've, you've, I don't want to say held their hand, but you've helped them through college. Yeah. And sometimes you help them get loans to pay for like housing, all this stuff. And then once college is done, you're just like, all right, well, what you going to do? Bitch, you, you ain't helped me. But you, I don't understand. To me, yeah. that is kind of throwing your kid to yeah, the world, yeah, right? yeah. For kids that, that did get the help, it's like, don't make something that I'm fortunate enough to get because it is fortunate to have True. a parent that can help you. True. Don't let that now be like my greatest fucking downfall right. of right. all life right. because you've helped me now. Um, yeah, now I'm, mm. so, and I, and I was talking about high school students. All right. So, and and then it goes for, but it goes both. It goes for both. It goes for people that can't wait to kick their kids out of 18. They're still children. No, really, really children. Um, you're fake children when you go, you know, you're a fake adult when you go, right. You're a fake adult when you go off to college because you're paying real bills. Right. But. How how much are your bills? Like I paid four hundred and eighty dollars for a tutu. That's, that's unheard that's of. Lovely. Four eighty. Mila paid three seventeen and forty dollars, and she stayed in a townhome. She was renting a home. So if you think about the bills and the water is like ten dollars. Like everything is so inclusive. It's and then now it's time to move back home and real world stuff happens like you need a car you got a car note do you have a car like you need insurance insurance. you're paying it yourself so i do feel like it does happen at those major milestones for kids like right after high school 18 boom i expect you to be this person right after college boom i expect you to be this person and it's not that easy it's not really and if you're not going to prepare me in a way that you feel comfortable because you're just going based off what everybody else is saying. You're going based off what society says your kid needs to be doing mm-hmm. at this age. And the fact of the matter is, you if you're if you're going to stick with how society feels, then you should have been prepping them Prep to be your that kids. you know in that mindset. Definitely. Okay, I have a question from Bailey. Remember Bailey? He's um yes. he has our same birthday. He has a birthday. Everybody's coming up. Woo! Okay, so he's on here. And girl, listen, he's about to use our word. Personal question. 
Why is there such a negative connotation? (laughs) We like that. Connotation slash feeling towards young adults who stay at their parents' house. Hmm. I also think it's socialization once again. Um, I think the idea that people expect you to do a certain thing at a certain time, at a certain age, in, in a certain place in your life, that adds pressure. And then it also adds negative pressure um, because it's like if you're not living on your own, that means you're broke. That means you are not in the career. That means you didn't go to school. Yeah, you don't have these, enough. All these it's, things are automatically every, put mind on you. you. And you broke. You ain't shit. Yeah, it's so you much horrible shit, thing. You broke. Yeah, <laughs> you don't. You don't aspire to have more. Yeah. You're comfortable where you are. You don't have any ambition. Like it's all these things ambition wrapped around that. At me for and sure. my thing is, the millennial generation has the highest amount of debt in history. Because we went to school. Because we're so educated. So educated. We just keep going back for degrees. We just keep going back. So (laughs) my thing is like you tell us to get educated then we get educated then we stay home with our moms for however long because it's feasible to do. Now, this varies, I think, by location, right? We live in Florida. Right? We live in Florida. Rent is Thirteen fifteen to fifteen hundred dollars, right? Right. If you want to live somewhere, and you safe. don't even get the nicest square, you don't even get the most square footage out of that money. So if I move to Texas, Houston, hmm, I have my cup, girl. She has her cup today. If I move to Houston or Dallas, it's only seven eighty seven for what mm-hmm. I just said, and I get way more square footage, and I get a front porch, right? If I move to Cali, out of the, no, no, ma'am. Excuse me. I don't know which two thousand dollars or New York is worse. I. I've heard varying San things. Diego? I think Cali is like, I think Cali. Oh, San, San Diego Di- might be worse. Ooh, San Diego is ridiculous, but New York is also ridiculous. Yeah, so it does depend on where you are. And I think that tends to make sense if you still live with your mama or if your mom's living with you or if you live with your well, daddy. You are, we gonna, are we going to account for the fact that the they pay more? They pay more. The cost of living is more, but they pay more. True. And so it's supposed to mm-hmm. equal out. Yeah. The same way we have it here, the same way they have it there. True. Because they make me more. If I make $15 an hour, they probably make 25 True. But then my rent is 13 and they shit is 2000 True. So whatever. You know, it's, it's supposed, supposed to balance to. out. But why do they keep do they keep saying it's just the cost of living is ridiculous? And I yeah. think they're just comparing and it to what they the used to know. you see the wall-ass places yeah. people live in in New York. That shit is a struggle. Yeah, so I think to answer that question, I think it's just what society has deemed what you need to be doing at a certain time in your life. And if you derail towards that, then you are, how dare you try to be different? How dare you not stick to the status quo? You're ancient. You're low. You don't have this. You don't have that. For me, Bailey, the, the negative connotation in it is it's for me, it's I'm, we're not compatible. Like offer it for me. You're not compatible. I bought my house at 25. So, yes, I'm living by those standards, and I expect the same from whoever I date. Whoever you date, right. Yeah, whoever I date. Now, um, I do think more of the negative connotation is put on the guys. Yes. Because if we're going traditional, Mm -hmm. then women are typically at their parents' house until they're swept up. Until they're married. They're married, right? So, in that regard, I guess. um, And, I don't know, to me, I, I would put it on a woman, too, at a certain age. It's like, okay, so... Because, to me, it's just typical things. If you're dating and you want to cook a dinner for your boo... You fucking can't because it's your mama house and she may be tripping on you and she's not leaving that weekend. So to me, I think at a certain point in everybody's age, if they are trying to 
actually be in a relationship probably that's maybe really it. if you don't want to date anybody then maybe it doesn't matter yeah but doesn't. once you're starting to court somebody or if you're trying to finally get into that stance like i've had sex with my mom being in my house she's literally told me that she's heard me fucking and i was just like mom oh my gosh she's like it's fine it's your house i'm just saying just turn the tv up i was like jesus of nazareth get out of my house. <laughs> so that's what i'm saying those type of moments it's like whoa your mama know you fucking she can hear it. So I think it more so goes on the guys, but I do think at a certain age, I think it just depends on what is it that you're trying to do. For me, I where I'm at, you gotta have that too. Like this is the 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 vibe that we're on. I'm not trying to take you from your parents' home. Yeah. I'm not trying to do that. That makes me uncomfortable, makes me itch. Don't like that shit. Yeah. I don't like the idea of because it does put in my mind that I'm taking care of this man in some type of way, and that's a big personal yeah. like whoa for me i don't want to yeah. feel like he doesn't have to do take care of me i don't want to take care of him i want us both to put together and just take care of shit yeah so that's a negative connotation for me but again it depends on it and i think culturally that matters too because it, it could be based on your culture some people don't really some people just aren't phased by it i know um in the islands i don't know how many well all my cousins i think the ones that are down there they've moved out and they've gotten their own place um, so I don't even know if I could say that means they, they're quicker to go, but, um, it, for Jamaica, at least it's usually like a family land type of thing. And lately I've heard about it. I think it's always been this way, but they do actually do like, I'm buying a piece of land here, or I'm going to buy this plot of land in this, uh, establishment or whatever. And I'm going to live there. So I don't know, um, what it is, but I think even them, they're quicker to get married. Like I got two cousins, three cousins, four that's married. And they're all Jamaican, and they got married comfortably, and they, yeah, and they got married at <clears throat> quote unquote young ages. Yeah. My cousin Shantae, she was what twenty six, twenty seven, but she got married. I was in her wedding, and I'm going to be in my cousin. My cousin's already married, but she's just having like an actual wedding in July. So mm. I'm being Canada for that. But she got married yeah. last year. My other cousin Jermaine got married. I wanted to like two years ago, and I went to Andre's wedding in twenty eighteen. Um, so it's like, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, I get it, but I also want to, I guess put into perspective um the generations that we're in yeah. right things have drastically changed from 1980 1970 1960 when our parents were growing up you know um financially things are tighter for for anybody that's 23 to 35 to be real um so for women it is acceptable it's not seen as negative. Um, I think if we're putting it on men, I can stay at home with my mama, but you got a place, so we good. You know what I'm saying? You may be my boyfriend, but at least my boyfriend has his own spot. We ain't but both I, do, I still think at a certain age, back. I'm still looking at her like, so when you going to go? So my thing is. How long you going to stay there? So my thing is, it depends on, um, mind you, my mom is 60, almost 65 years old. She stayed at home since she was 27. No problem. She went to school. She got a master's degree. Um, she helped out with the kids. Um, she went to church. She was very caught up in her home life. And by that time, her mom had passed, and it was just my papa. So um, things kept her home because things need to be taken care of, right? There's no more wife. It's just the oldest daughter, at least. So... She said that she was noticing that my papa was wanting to help her with things. Um, and he kind of said, well, baby, let me let me do that for you. Let me blah, blah, blah. But she said she never felt like he was trying to kick her out. Um, she did feel like 
he was trying to just make sure she was okay because when it's time to leave, she wanted he wanted her to be ready to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, versus kind of still treating her like a kid and not he used to ask her like, "Do you have insurance for your car?" Like. Did you do the taxes for, like, he would do things like that because he's preparing her for a husband. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He was not preparing her to be out on her own. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, and so um, being taught by a woman like that, you know, I think because she stayed home just as long as I stayed home, it was normal. But even and still, she was like, well, I think you should move. She only said that because we weren't seeing eye to eye. If we were at the top of our relationship goals, I don't think she would have did what she did. But 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 I think a, do you think a part of it plays in the boyfriend part? Because there then it, that's where I feel like it becomes an issue. It's like okay, I'm like twenty eight, twenty nine. Like if I'm fucking, it shouldn't be a big deal. But yeah. you spend the night or not, and it's like then you're still at that age under the restraints of well, my he house, my go rules. Home. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is uncomfortable. You're right. You're right. And then yeah, I would that take plays it, the role. And then I would take it back to wherever that person is. Um, I guess geographically, if it makes sense, fifteen hundred dollars for me that was a no go. And I'm not living with Paige. I'm not living with Sadie. I'm not living with any of my friends. Not Tarsha. I love you. But your dogs, you know, it's just your dogs, you know, that's it. But it wasn't an option. I would like to have a roommate, but I'm over new roommates, you know. So it's like, nah, I'm just going to wait till opportunity comes so that my break is a clean break. It's Mm. not choppy. It's not iffy and ugh, you know. So I do. I don't I don't feel the same way about people living with their parents, I guess, because I'm coming from it's personal. Mm. Um, But. If you have the desire in the area that you're in, it's if it's feasible, don't move out if you're going to be struggling. That's just how I feel. I've lived in an apartment for four and a half years. I know what it is to take care of my responsibility, to pay my rent on time, to make sure I got gas, to make sure my car... You know what I'm saying? Like, I've lived that responsible life. But in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, can I comfortably do that? Oh, yeah. you know? Bailey said, he said a while back, he said, I think we rush ourselves and each other to be ready to be an adult. And it's not really realistic. Not every adult has their shit together. Yeah. Know how to take care of themselves. I agree that that's the case. But to me, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm and again, I'm speaking from the point of somebody who does take care of themselves. And I got very adult. Like I had my kid at 22. I lived in my own apartment. I think. 24 moved back with my mom for six months and then i bought my house so it's like and it i and i think it is depends on like who you're kind of raised by and i guess what's instilled my mom definitely didn't instill you know get your credit together and all this type of shit i learned Mm -hmm. honestly how to be better at money from watching how terrible she is with money like honestly she's bad with money and i learned how to not be from that and then this is kind of how we're in a situation where we're in now Mm -hmm. so and and in my case i had a kid so that pushed me more. I say I still would have moved out, but I would have moved like away. Had I not had Mia, I would have moved to New York. That's where I always wanted to live. Now mm-hmm. I can't even imagine being there. But I used to want to move away. So I would have left um, had that been the case. But I think I, it's not about rushing to be an adult. It's just at a certain age, you are an adult. That's how I feel. So it's not about rushing to be an adult. Yeah. You are an adult at a certain age. So when yeah. are you going to do adult shit? And then if anything, I say you have to... For me, it only affects me so much because, like I said, I'm not going to want to deal with somebody who's not 
even close to where I'm at with stuff. It's just like I feel like I'm going backwards, and that's a turn off for me. Mm-hmm. But so many people in our generation are in that situation that it probably isn't that uncommon mm-hmm. or that uncomfortable. So it's like, all right, well, yeah. I was told by three different people, one that's in his 40s, and two, that's around my age, that I need to date somebody in their 40s. Because apparently men are already immature. And then on top of that, half them still ain't got their shit Look together in their 30s. So I need to just take it all the way up to 40. I need to just crank it up. You know, just go up a whole decade. No. So, I don't know. That's, I can't. It's, um, a, it's a no for that. It's a no. Hold we, on. We got one more from Bailey. Bailey said, do you think a guy is less of a man if he has less than what you have or doesn't bring as much as you bring to the table post-graduation. He graduated. So that makes me feel better. <laughs> and it does. Like, yeah. it makes things feel better. Um, and then we got to think about statistically. When people graduate with master's degrees, they be looking for jobs for six months, six to nine months. Mila moves to North Carolina, and she is qualified so everything that she was applying for they said she was overqualified mm-hmm. do you know how long it takes to get a job depending on what your degree is what job you're going after because it may be sought after a lot and they got to sift through all these applications it is so sought after a lot. so my thing is like okay i'm not going to judge you based off of um where i am right because i know in certain cases i'm a woman and it may be my personality. It may be the way that I connect. I so can, fine. yeah, and then I can get a job really easily. Like it takes nothing for me to get a job. Interviews are a breeze for me. Everything I apply for, I get. Like that's just kind of like how it's been for me. And I've heard other stories for other people. It's hard for them to interview. They get nervous. They don't say the right things, or they're not looking for whatever they're you know applying for or whatever. So I'm not gonna say that he's. I'm not gonna judge him. But I think the level of him trying and actually putting things into action, that is going to make me feel the way that I'm going to feel. Like, it's going to be on him. Yeah, Yeah, we both graduated. We both got our degree. Cool. Kudos to you. Yeah. So, we're already a notch up. I'm doing X, Y, and Z to make sure that the four years that I did is not wasted. And also, if I'm not interested in that degree... Um, or that area anymore what am i doing to maneuver around it and to make whatever i want now work if you're not doing that same thing then of course i don't think this is going to work because we're not ambitiously on the same level you're not i don't know like i know he may have a defeatist mindset Mm. he may be a pessimist like a lot of things start to happen to people when things aren't working out for them so it'll really depend on what type of person is when he's down? Because yeah, that's showing me what our future gonna look like. Um, that's scary. All right, post grad, do I look down? Um, it's not a look down thing for me. It's just kind of like I feel like I've used up all my he has potential points mm-hmm. on the men that I've dated. Like I've dated two guys for the last eight years, right? And they both had their, they, neither one of them, uh, neither one of them had bachelor's or master's degrees. So post-grad, this was as close to post-grad as we were going to get. And, um, (laughs) sorry guys, shout out to Cordero. Anyway, um, so that was as close to post-grad as we were going to get. And I 
found myself getting very frustrated with their level of drive to do stuff or their ambition when it came to stuff. And in my case, post-grad, I would say I would count my bachelor's. When I was doing my master's, I had a really hard, hard time with my daughter's dad because um, not even really that, but it's it's I lose respect. To, to go there. I lose respect when it comes to me going to work all day and then I have to come home and we were living here at the time. I had to come home and I got to, he would cook sometimes because he, he's particular so he likes certain things. He would cook. But I'd have to come home, kind of deal with Mia, check on him, make sure he's straight. I'm up till like two or three in the morning doing my papers, whatever the case may be. And he'd be like playing 2K and like chilling. And honestly, it's not, <laughs> I didn't enjoy seeing that. Like I need a, I need a man that is literally on my level with stuff because when I lose respect, I'm not going to say my mouth get reckless, but my, my mouth gets reckless. And then it just depends because it's like, again, it's not about rushing anybody to be an adult. We're adults. We're adults now. Yeah. Like, we're adults. At past a certain age, whatever age you want to put it at, I'm about to be 30 on March 6th. So is Micah. Hey. So at this point, what we're adults. I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not going to. So it's not necessarily a looking down thing, but it's just like, what am I going to do with a dude three, four years younger than me? And it's like, honestly, I don't. I'm not that encouraged or motivated by potential. I see where he's going or whatever. I need you to be there at this point. I'm already yeah. there. I need you to and be that's, there. And that's and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. And I think everybody should be okay with where they are. And she, Leah shouldn't be judged because she don't want to work with a nigga because she's over it. I don't want she's to done anymore. It I've done it twice. Yeah. And for so a she's long, over it. long fucking time. And then I think and it, it, it. I end up. I have to stop myself from feeling like I wasted years with these men like I'm trying to process okay this is all a lesson and everything happens for a reason I'm very big on that but I mean years most of my 20s all my 20s at this point were spent with two people that I ended up not being yeah. with so I don't have any more potential points that's what I call them PPs I don't yeah. have any more PPs so um, uh, you know it kind of yeah yeah so if we're not personally that was a great question Bailey. if we're not you. personally dealing with the person no I'm not looking down on you I don't look down on nobody that's just that's me um, I think everybody's journey is their journey. However, you arrive at the destination that you're either choosing for yourself or the goals that you're setting for yourself, that's how you get there. Um, but when you take it to a personal relationship level with me, intimate ship, then I have no choice but to kind of look how you move it. You know so, what yeah, I'm saying? Because because your it comes your, it becomes different. Your mishandling or whatever of finances affects me. It, it's going we pay to our bills together. exactly, and I think that's only realistic. I've had two guys recently try to date me. Both seem like nice guys, and then they tell me one is one just turned twenty six and one is twenty six, and I'm just like, yeah, I can't be bothered. Like that just automatically just turned me off. And it's like, okay, Leah, you know, I battle not trying to be judgy i guess which i hate that word but whatever i balance not trying to be that way but it's like what am i going to do with you they both still live with their parents it's also a turn out that's like a no off rip so yeah. it's like i'm literally struggling to find very politically correct ways to tell them i don't want to talk to you because of this yeah so i just keep saying you know we're not really compatible mm -hmm. and it's like well why how do you know i'm not as mature as you and it's like it's not about that. it's not about <laughs> the maturity it's about yeah. the compatibility because yeah. i'm thinking okay so we're always going to come over to my house. Like, I, I, and I hate that my mind, but it's just, it's as basic, quick thought, quick. Where are we having sex? We going to fuck in your mama's house? Like, when she's not listening? Like, I'm 30. Yeah. I'm a mother. Like, I'm a whole, full-blown adult. And again, it's not about forcing you to be an adult. At a certain fucking age, you just are. 
Yeah. So where are we going to do this at? You yeah. get what I'm saying? Where are we going to take these adventures? And they do say that um, the way that millennials were raised, um, and I have to talk about millennials because I That's am what one. That's we are, right? Um, we were coddled. And I think a lot of times our parents so did much. not, they praise second and third place when they should have been telling us to work harder to be first place. So it's okay. like your baby comes home with a C. Oh, my God, it's not an F. Good job. Um no, That's you got to okay. see your okay. your average, right? So I think because they had it so hard and the way that they raised were so harsh. Like, prime example, my mother did not teach me how to cook. That's hilarious. She didn't. And I, so well for I had no interest in cooking. Um, I was playing with John. I was playing football outside. I was playing with worms and frogs and in Ew. the dirt. Like, I was... Seriously, not about that staying over, slaving over a meal for, I went on that. For anybody. Because I was thinking about being outside and riding my bike and playing football or whatever the case is. So she didn't force it because she hated when her mother forced it. So in turn, she didn't do it at all. So our parents are have been fighting these battles between what type of parents they want to be because of the parents that they had. So it's like, okay, I hated that. Don't want to do that. So they end up, I don't want to say they end up messing us up, but low key, you're trying so hard not to do this instead of looking at the lesson that it taught. You know how to cook well. And I don't know, for some people that may be an accomplishment. That's survival, to be real. Knowing how to prepare a meal for yourself, that's survival. You have to know how to make sure you don't burn eggs. Right, you have to make rice. sure rice was you don't such burn a rice. For me you know what I'm saying? For a long time. Shout out to Manny. Manny taught me how to make rice. Girl, it's a rice cooker. Hmm. I have one. Legit, now, but I, I do still too. cook it the way but Manny I feel taught you. me. I cook yeah. it exactly the way Manny yeah. taught me. Yeah, I never mess it up when I do it that way. So those things that my mother hated when she was little, she didn't want to do for me. She resented her mother for making her stand in the kitchen when everybody else is outside. She hated that. So that experience, she's internalized it and turned it into, I'm not going to do this to my kids. So she didn't teach me nothing. She didn't tell me to come here. Look how I'm doing this. Look how, like, even when I was randomly in the house, not even outside, she didn't do it. So she said, I want to say like four, I want to say like three years ago, she was like, I failed you. Jeez. And I was like, Mer? it was random. I was, I, I, I was, think, I think I'm pretty, I was making awesome. avocado. Hmm. Damn, bro. Um, and she was like, I failed you. I was like, how? She was like, I didn't teach you how to cook. I, I said, I follow recipes very well. Just Thank you. Tea. I'm really good. Okay. My food is, is amazing. Thank you. Um, but that goes to show you, she chose not to, to rear me a certain way because she was reared a certain way. And in turn, I end up missing out because you resented whatever that was and wasn't thinking about the lesson. Right. You know, so I think when things like that happen, it's like, okay, yes, we have to consider the times. Yes, we have to consider the parents that we have and the, uh, I guess, the respect that we have for them. But if you don't want to deal with something, if you don't want to, um, I don't know, like, continued if you want to continue to live in the society's box of what you should and should not be doing you're going to fail anyway you need Mm -hmm. to know that 25 and 26 27 you have at least accomplished 
adulthood in some way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You may not be ready for certain things, but you definitely need to start gearing up the next level of responsibility. Because I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Owning a home, owning an apartment, being responsible for paying a bill, that is responsibility. One of you know? the, somebody that I dated, they've lived with their mom for their whole life or whatever. And when it came to them staying with me for a while, it was like, okay, um, they thought that, like, the rent was due, like, in the middle of the month or something like that. And I was like, you never always hear the jokes. It's the first of the month. Like, that's real rent thing. due. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> when they're due. And, again, all it came to my mind was the coddling. Like, so, so, so fucking coddled. And then, I know I said it to Terry, but I'm pretty sure I said it to you, where it's like, I almost feel like I'm at fault almost because... Okay, well, nobody told you to go do all this shit at this time. So now I'm sitting here waiting on a guy that's my age to have his shit together, and he yeah. don't. And it's it's such a turnoff. You find one that's like a unicorn, and I'm dealing with bullshit with that. So it's just like, yeah. it's it's very unfortunate that it kind of turns out that way. But I do definitely think it's a generation, it's a time. I'm, yeah. I was raised by a single mother, and she went to school all the time i just have to go to school with her all the time mm-hmm. so you are kind of you are kind of forced to be what you see like micah is low-key a therapist for being from being raised by one yeah. you get what i'm saying so true maybe you didn't get the cooking and all that other type of shit right but you got that everyone yeah. thinks that calls you that all the time yeah so you see what i'm saying so you you maybe didn't get all those type of things but i do think that's where it comes into Sometimes with our parents, I've been thinking about that with my mom recently, but it's like my mom is, when it was just me and her, she cooked and stuff like that from time to time, but it wasn't, it was just me and her. So she would cook and our food would cook. It'll last us like a day or two because it's just us. But she, I've said it to her before that she puts my little sister, my sister's 13 now, and my little sister is kind of like me. We were raised by single moms, so like we're very resourceful, if you will, and we take care of ourselves very much. Mm-hmm. But I even feel bad sometimes, like, okay, like yesterday I came home and I cooked. I was like, um, let me go cook. Like, let me go cook something. Because for Mia, I would like her to, I really want this homely thing. Like I told you, I can't wait, a God willing, one day to be like Big Mama or whatever, mm-hmm. and everybody comes to my house right. for Christmas and stuff like that. But I'm like, you know, let me cook for my kid and let me cook for Liana. And, like, she's just really, really liked it. And now I feel like even after yesterday, like, she literally went five seconds. And then I came home today and she was eating again. And she was like, oh, Mia's not coming. I thought she would come here for the food. I said, well, it's not her say so when she comes over here. It's dad's day. But no problem. And I said, you know what? I'll cook more. And I'm sitting, I have so many food things I put up. But the point is, yeah, my mom is so... This is how she's always been. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. But then it also depends on the kids you have. It's like... Yeah, I'm literally like my mom in junior form. Right. I'm a little darker and um, yeah. yeah, some people my hair's come a little curly. Yeah, but you, I don't know how much she way. is like that, right? So yeah, it's she's like not. I don't, I don't. It's not okay to just make her be that. Like yeah. I'm here, so I can pick up the slack in certain aspects. So it's like it's okay, babe. Certain things I feel like you shouldn't have to figure out. Like I'll, true, cook, true, true, I'll true. cook something. True, I'll true. cook something and make it. Cause with true. Mia. I like chicken foot soup, right? It's Jamaican AF. Mia don't fuck with none of that. Mia's just like, mommy, I just I can't. Like she's that's just how like, I feel. mommy, like that's how I so feel. So it's like, all right, shit. So then I gotta, soup? you know, okay, let's go buy some chicken and rice somewhere because I don't feel like having to cook this again. So now I'm getting my mind saying, okay, mom, mom, it's me. 
you got to cook this. And if you want chicken foot soup, you need to cook a little bit on the side. Now, mind you, it's four people in my house. Three of us enjoy chicken foot soup very much, but the youngest one doesn't. And this is my pride and joy. So I must make sure my child is fed. So I cook brown soup chicken and curry chicken because Mia will knock those out the park. So it's just, I I think, to take it all the way back, it's just a point of... um, parents i think do have a way of sometimes they don't really get it and they get a little later with my ex she's with my ex his mom has come to me before and she was just like um i don't remember exact words but it was along the lines of what she did say to me was your mom did such a good job with you Mm -hmm. and i was just like well thank you you know and i love this lady i'm talking about she's like your mom did such a good job with you and she was like you know sometimes maybe you know maybe i could have done better with you know with the kids and they're always gonna say yeah and it's like you know in, in her regard, there's things that her kids have that, like, I feel like I'm not that up on. Like, they're very, very family-oriented, mm-hmm. which I like. So yeah. I try to instill that in me as best I can, but I don't talk to a lot of my family because they get on my nerves. Yeah. So it's just like, you don't have it, but I want better for Mia, so let's put it in a better position. So I send Mia to her dad's family because they're also very, very family-oriented. Mm-hmm. So it's like, boom. Problem solved. Yeah. And and then we try to be. Like, I buy matching pajamas, and I try to make me and my mom and my sister and Mia. Well, we're going to do it because I fucking bought the pajamas. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that. That's cool. So I think so it's something that you always look back. But that's we've had at least two episodes mentioning this. Yeah. Be intentional with your kids. Yeah. Because I think it is unfair to straight out of high school, all right, what are you going to do? Yeah, what the fuck you ain't never helped? I think it is unfair. They get into college and they do all this. And for those four years, you probably help them or whatever. And then they come out and you expect them to just know what the fuck a mortgage is, how to invest money. Like, how do you, how to take care of credit? How do you expect them to do all this shit when you've never instilled it? And never. school doesn't tell and us they that. Don't. School gives us African-American studies classes, which is great. Teaches about American history. We know how to do a whole bunch of math. I ain't never touched again. They teach us a lot of things that are supposed to be beneficial. But I think somewhere said they're starting to implement credit type stuff. Wasting our time. Yeah. But be intentional with your kids' parents and be mindful of that. Just because you had, we said, I said this in the, the Be Intentional episode. If you've had a tough time and, you know, whatever it is that you didn't like that happened to you, make sure you change that for your kid. But, like in Micah's mom's situation, she hated that her mom mm-hmm. forced her to cook. But I hated that my mom sent me to live in Jamaica. Like, I truly hated that. And I was just like, it was me and my mom together my whole life. So I'm six, seven, and you sending me down here to be my grandma, which I fuck with my grandma. You know I fuck with her. Yeah. Heavy. But I couldn't see that my cousins at the time. And I, I was the only American. My Jamaican accent was not popping. So it was just like they just kept fucking with me all the time. I almost got in fights every other day with bitches. And I was just like, this is why I'm so spicy now. It's like, all right, bitch, we going to do it. We going to do it. Like, right. I don't have bitches trying me every day. So I hated that she did that. But then I said, I wish I could just throw me in Jamaica for a little bit because I think it made me appreciate. It's a lesson appreciate how much I'm fortunate to have here in America that Mm -hmm. I know my cousins and I didn't even have at a certain point. We had one fucking TV channel and if we were able to get the fucking antenna thing to work properly, which was a goddamn hanger, then we would got JTV, but it was CVM all the time. And so as much as your mom may have hated what her mom did the cooking, she knows how to fucking cook. It's a lesson. My favorite thing that your mom has made for me is that fucking spaghetti. That shit is stupid. It is. And it's like, it's spaghetti and it seems so simple, but it's not. (laughs) I don't know what she puts in that shit. (laughs) stupid so it's like that's something that we will be able to fix Mm -hmm. with our children because we know yes as much as i hated that my mom did this i'm gonna do this for my kid as much as i hated that my dad did this i'm gonna do this for my child because i know the benefit i got from it Mm -hmm. and if anything you could tweak it a little bit so as much as your mom hated what her mom did to her with that okay i'm not gonna force micah to do this all the time but i'm gonna tell her like we got a designated day 
Like Wednesday here yeah. is what's cooking Wednesdays. We have days at my house. So Wednesday is what's cooking Wednesdays. We cook something. Yeah. Right. And so Mia comes in there every time I make cake and stuff like that. And I learned how to cook from my grandma. My mom, she did it. But my grandma is very intentional. Come yeah. here. Come watch this. Come look at something. Yeah. You need yeah. to cook this up like this. And you need to mix it up like this. Yeah. And so yeah. this is why I can cook a Jamaican dish quite goddamn well. Now you want some American shit. That'd be tricky. Yeah. And I am American. Yeah. But, but I don't know. So. Yeah. All right, quick question. Leah, what age do you expect Mia to be out of the house? Two, if she decided that college wasn't for her, would you be okay? Um, Mia being out of the house, it would be a, a buildup. Mia is giving me very Leah-like vibes. So she's going to want to get the fuck out of my house. That's what I'm getting from my kid. She reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of me with her behavior. So um, I, it ties into your second question because I would like her to go to college. Me, me and Mike are already planting all the HBCU seeds. We want her to go to mm-hmm. the Blacks. Mm-hmm. So we're working on it, and I would like her to go and enjoy that. But while she's there, I'm very good at credit. I fixed my credit myself in order to buy my house. So this would be something that Mia's prepared. Like, Mia, um, one of my cards, I was about to do it, like, last year, and I didn't do it because I got sidetracked. It. But to put Mia on the credit card, because that's a credit card that's that I treat do. like magic, this is how do. your child's credit is a, a million, uh, 800 or whatever, what you because do. you put them on a credit card that you take care of. And that helps their credit be boosted. So when Mia does reach the age of 18, her credit's already A1 Immaculate. because mommy's taking care of it. So these are things I've learned by not having them done for me mm-hmm. and having to figure it out. When mm-hmm. I learned you could do that, it's like, oh, we're going to make Mia an authorized user. Mia is fucking seven. She can't buy shit uh, with my Capital One card, but she's going to be on it. So anyway, to go back to the question, um, I, would, I if she chooses not to go to college, that's going to be a tough one for me because I'm like, okay, so what are you going to do? Yeah. What are your plans? Because that's it. It's off in the games. College ain't for me. Okay, so what the fuck are you going to do? What is for you? What is for you? That's what I'm saying. So if yeah. college ain't for you, what is? And she would have to come up with a good plan. And it's like, in some yeah. cases, I'm I'm going to be one of those parents that really pushes your bachelor's. It's like, you have to finish high school. You got to get your bachelor's too. And if you don't want your master's, fine. You don't want your doctorate, fine. But I'm going to push it that much. At a certain age, she is an adult. But I, unfortunately, am one of the parents where it's like, oh, if you're living with me. You, you going to college. I don't know what you want to yeah. do, but, you know, and so I think with my intentional parenting, mm-hmm. maybe that I'm doing, this will be something that she'll want to do. Um, and if she doesn't, honestly, we'll have to see when we get there. But my number one question is going to be, okay, if college isn't for me, then what is? Because yeah. her dad didn't go to college. So she would have both those arguments that he despises school very much. And so he's always very sympathetic to her when she feels a certain kind of way. And my thing is she's seven at this point or no five choice. or six. You, do you have you no have other job sis. you got one job Everybody but to do this. To do and this is where I'm not one of them parents where it's like, you know, me and me are very friend like ish. Not really, but kind of, but this is one of those situations where I'm not your friend. You're, you're going like, this is what yeah. you have to do. And this is how you'll be taken care of. Yeah. I'll take care of whatever it is you need to, to take care of, but you're going to school. And, um, if you want a job, I got a job in college because I wanted extra stuff. My mom didn't give me money. At a certain point, she told me I didn't have to get a job. And I was like, let me get a job. And then it turned into, oh, well, you need to get a job. I have one already because I could Thanks. sense the weather changing over mm-hmm. here. But, yeah, it would be tricky, Bailey. But um, 
I'd want her to go to college, and then after college, if she did have to come back, it wouldn't be a big deal, but it'd be okay, well, what are your plans, and, you know, what are your, your goals here, and this is God willing, what if Mia ends up pregnant, that's, like, something else I gotta deal with, you know what I mean, yeah. so I don't know, but I'm, I'm doing the best I can, I'm gonna mm-hmm. try to make her as smart as I can when it does come to sex, because we all have it, am I right? All right. All right. We all have it. So, you know, I'm just going to do the best I can with it. But I'm definitely going to push my views on her. And I I mean it exactly the way it sounds. I'm going to push college on her because I want her to do it. And I'm going to push independence on her because that's the case. Your credit is going to be good. I would love for her to be an Amanda. The one that I went to school with, Amanda, and found her little high school sweetheart, whatever situation. They done bought a house together and figured it out. That does kind of make me nervous a little bit because it's like, what if you don't like him anymore? But And you won't. Well, I don't know. Mia, parts, I, with Mia, I feel like she Amanda. might not. With me, I would do that. Mia, I feel like she's going to get bored of everybody she date. But yeah. whatever. Okay, next question. Micah and Leah. What do you feel as a woman was the most important thing your mother did to prepare you for adulthood slash being the woman that you are today? The most important. I gotta get Bailey on this episode. You are really yeah. on a road. It's a March sixth thing. We're it like, is a Mar- we're it, like we're, geniuses. Yeah. We're here. My God, we're we're here. But what okay. are you doing next next week? Yeah, you need to come <laughs> over. You gotta come over. You need to come over. Um, what did she do to prepare me as a woman? You're a therapist. I think that's mm. great. So I I guess I gotta say. I asked this like a soiree, I think. Something like this. Like, what's the most important lesson your parents taught you? So, maybe. I think it's... It was unintentional, but it was communication. And it was thinking. Like, I think my mom taught me how to think. And I say that because... It's a lost art. It's a lost Every art. time we would be going somewhere, like, to the store or the church or... Um, a picnic or whatever, whatever we was doing. To a basketball court on the weekends to play basketball... Whatever it was, she always was asking me and John these questions. And she was like, well, what do you think about this? And we were like, mom. Like, yeah, all the time. get dropped off. Bro, all the time, she always had us thinking about things. And I think, I think, see, I think. See? <laughs> initially, see, I what you did there. it was annoying. And I think even today, it's still annoying because I'm not in the mood to think. Yeah. But to think is to excuse me, create solutions to problems and to get yourself out of ruts and to emotionally like sift through whatever you got going on because you're thinking. If you're constantly thinking, that means you're active. Your, your brain is active. That means that you're forward moving. So I think she taught us how to think and how to communicate effectively with the people around us. She always says all the time, I don't know what it is about you and your brother's friends, but you guys did such a good job in choosing your friends. She literally says that all the time. And she's like, you guys have such a good judgment of people. And I'm so grateful that you guys get to experience that type of life with good people around you. Mm. So it was, it's, it's always been great to hear that from my mom and my dad, but my mom constantly stresses that, but I think it's because of my communication and the way that I treat people. Um, it's been able, it's, I'm able to be who I am today. So I think that and have a good credit. I mean, that goes without saying. She talked about that shit like no other. Oh my God. Yeah, she's serious credit. And don't get it because it's not your money. Like it was just. I mean, you and, no, and yeah. Today. So thank you. Goddamn. It's not your money. Um, 
for me, the most important my mom, thing my mom taught me, which was honestly like unintentional, yep. it was just by seeing her do it, is to be able to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So my mom, like I said, my mom, the quick, I feel like I've given this synopsis, but I'll give it again. My mom was born in Jamaica, Westmoreland, Jamaica. She was adopted by a cousin to come to America. She was the only one that got adopted. She was the youngest daughter. She got adopted to come here. She had a very shitty situation with that lady. And then um, she eventually, when she turned 18, she was like, fuck it, I'm leaving. And she just left. And she probably found a job anywhere. She worked in McDonald's. I think McDonald's was her first job. Um, stuff like that. She um, met my dad. She had me. That didn't work out. She left him. And she worked everywhere. I used to, I remember she used to work at a gas station. Mind you, I had to be like two. But I remember being at the gas station, I remember that's when I got a love for Doritos and Skittles. Those are my favorite snacks. I still like them now, not as much, but yes. Mm. And so my mom has always, for as long as I can remember, this lady has been on her own, and she's taking care of all her bills by herself. And she's also helped my grandma, and she's also helped my aunt, if need be. And then when she got her degrees and got higher up to a certain pay grade, she built a house in Jamaica. She helped put my cousin through college. Like She did all these things, and she did this all on her own. Mm-hmm. Right. She had an instance where she dated somebody that I could not stand. And it was because I saw her busting her ass and he didn't do much, which is where my whole stigma and trauma comes from. Not want to take care of a nigga. I refused because I hated seeing her do it. So I refused to do it. Like you need yeah. to be on your shit or you get the fuck out. Yeah. So what she taught me was just the most important thing. And like I said, it wasn't even by directly saying it, it was, was just by being. watching her, just mm-hmm. by acting. This woman took care of everything on her own and she needed nobody to take care of her. So this is, She's made me. I literally have, like, my mom is doing her PhD. I want to start one. Just, I've always wanted a PhD just to have a PhD. But my mom is getting her PhD. And um, I'm so proud of her because she does go through a lot of little challenges in her own. And I learned, again, from watching her, I feel like she's always made a whole bunch of money. And I feel like she's always been poor with managing her money. So it took a certain point in our relationship. Once it's like, okay, I guess my oldest daughter is an adult now. It's like, let me help you budget this so i would save her money for her and i would tell her all right you get this much money on this check your bills only this much where the fuck does this other three thousand dollars go i don't know let's talk about it yeah and it's not like she out here buying clothes and brand new purses yeah. and shoes it's like mom what mm. the fuck but somebody called me brought some money she sent it to them my grandma needs something down in jamaica she sent it to them she also pays for whatever rent she paid here because she didn't own she owned two homes here but and her last day she rented. Then she also owned a home in Jamaica. She had to pay the light bill there, the cable bill there, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, she just taught me resourcefulness. And then from watching some of her mistakes, if you will, that taught me how to not have those mistakes. The wind blows and knocks the door. Um, it taught me those mistakes. So I think that's what made me the woman I am today. Lit, like, for sure. Yeah. The, the independence there and then the mistakes that I've learned from her. And I always mm-hmm. say that I'm a better, my mom has said this to me and I've stuck to it. She said I'm a better version of her. And I expect my daughter to be a better version of me. So mm-hmm. whatever faults I have, I can see some already. Mia's, um, she seems a little more open. I think I'm a little more closed off. So that's a positive for Mia. Mm-hmm. She's a very open, happy-go-lucky kind of girl. I'm not necessarily that person anymore. So these are all positive things. She'll be a lot more family-oriented than I was. Mm-hmm. So I'm already seeing the things. And like I said, be intentional. So you instill the things in your kid that you want to see them have. Right. Especially things you don't have. And I think that takes... I'm always very disappointed in parents who don't do that because it's just like you're just you're continuing the cycle. You're just making it go on. Like Mm -hmm. if you don't put a little effort in to making these little people better people than you are. I'm so 
mindful of my legacy that I leave behind. Like it'll be Mia and my grandkids and my great grands and all that. I want to just leave behind better people, better black people. Yeah, definitely. Than, you know, then then I, I came in with. And so this is why you know I'm pushing for the HBCU. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this we didn't go on any topics because because freaking Belly came with the bomb ass questions. Hey, but you um, we'll finish this episode on this. So slavery came up Martin Luther King Day. Me and Mia talked about it. It just kind of happened. So she was just like, um, I said, well, there's no school on Monday. It's MLK Day. And she was like, yeah, it's Martin Luther King. She said, I feel so bad for him. Somebody shot him at a hotel. And I was just like, yes, man. that is what happened. And I was like, well, she's like, well, why did, why did they shoot him? So I was just like, okay, well, let's ask. Like, do you know what um, segregation is? She was like, no. Do you know what slavery is? She was like, I don't really get it. I'm confused. I was like. Okay, so it's only a chapter, right? And so, and I don't know how much they tell second graders about slavery. Honestly, they talk. I'm teaching a third grader, and it came up, uh, and it's piss poor. <laughs> <laughs> tell you that. So I was like, okay, Leah, this is it. Let's introduce it or whatever. And I was like, um, okay, so slavery was a situation where you know life started in Africa. Black people were in Africa, um, and I was very white people heavy. So white people came took some black people and they forced them to work for them for free. So it's a situation where she was like, so they had to like go to work and stuff like that. I was like, I mean, it was very intense. So I more so played on the, it's like if me, you and I, we were black, so we would have been slaves. And there's many situations where like kids were taken away from their mommies and they never saw their mommies again. I was like, me, you and Dada could have been a family, but they probably would have sold Dada. And they literally sold us kind of like property because we were at the time. They sold us to other people, um, to other families for, you know, their needs or whatever the case may be. So slavery was something that happened for like 400 years, give or take. I don't, I don't know exactly how long. Is it over 400? Yeah, or 400, It's over four. So I said 400 years. And um, after that was kind of finally over. Slaves were free, but we had a whole bunch of issues there. And so Martin Luther King came around around the segregation time. So the issue is that white people were still kind of pissed at the time that we were able to be free. You know, they didn't necessarily like, and they still didn't see us as humans, as people, etc. So this is when Martin Luther King came around and he was very big on, you know, come on, we're all humans and love and faith and all this. And the person that killed him just didn't really like that message. So that's why. The conversation went a little longer because we were driving home from school, but right. that was the gist of it. So she was like, oh, okay, okay. She was like, well, I, I like, she was like, I like my brown skin, but back then I guess it was better to be white. I was just like, boom. Yeah, baby. It was better to be white. It was better to be white. She's like, well, so I was like, so this is why I push being black and being so proud so much. This is why I want you to be such a smart girl and why I want you to embrace your hair and all this. She's like, yeah, I really like my hair now. And again, the Mm -hmm. synopsis was, guys, my daughter, it was the whole thing. She cried because she didn't look like Elsa. Oh, bitch, I was traumatized. I went natural after that. It was a lot. But it was a great little conversation. I said, I'm going to show you this movie eventually. It's going to be a little rough to watch, but I think you'll be okay because you handled this conversation well. And she was like, okay. And that was it. So I was just like, oh, tears. Yeah. I could have cried in the car so much. But yeah. she handled it well. And I did. I, I gave a synopsis of slavery. And so I asked her, I said, okay, so what does slavery mean? 
Do you remember what slavery was? She was like, um, well, it was a time when like, white people came and took people, black people from Africa and then they dropped them off everywhere and made them do stuff for free. And um, I was like, that's the gist of it. Yeah. yeah. And I said, but, you know, it happened. It wasn't just <clears throat> in Jamaica and everywhere else. It happened in America. It happened kind of all over. And America's the one that we, you'd learn more about here because we're in America. And she was like, okay. And segregation, I asked her what segregation meant and she kind of got the gist of it. But we'll, I will, we'll expound on it a little bit more. But all it's kind of right. like, okay, I taught you something. Okay, what do you understand yeah, from yeah. the meaning of it? What do yeah. you think this means? And so she said that. And so I dapped her up and she got a um, Frappuccino from Starbucks after she that. She deserved She did good. She did good. Yeah, so that was really nice. And I think I'm prepared to show her, you know, the aggressive movies that we talked about. So I'm just picking a weekend where we can sit down and watch it. And let me let her ask whatever question she asks. But her little maturity level is, is very good for the topic mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm very impressed and these are examples of you know trying to leave a, a better human behind yeah when i go on day so it made me feel nice i'll tell you when we'll do the slave day um we'll make it a thing hello occasion page we'll make it a thing we'll all sit there and you can help answer all the questions that i don't right. know off the top of my head we have an encyclopedia right here hey, yeah I'm excited. And, and i told leanna she has to watch it leanna was like Watch what? You're going to watch it. She was like, okay, I'm just, I was just asking. Paige is on the live thing. A, B, C. I can't. All right, guys. Well, we're going to stop this episode because we didn't touch any of the topics. I feel like we might as well just do it since we're here. We're all friends, right? Um, well, this was a great episode. Thank you so much, Bailey. Um, I went to middle school and high school with that young man. His birthday is on March 6th, like Mike and yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. We'll be 30, you, Bailey. Nigga. We're about to be 30, Bailey. Thank you so much. I would love for you to be on an episode because you... We're coming with the jabs, my Rock, friend. bro. Loved it. Loved it so much. So Thanks, much. everyone, for listening. Oh, no, no. Uh, visit us at com. You can follow us at Let Us Say It For You on IG, Let Us Say It For You, Just The You on Twitter, and Let Us Say It For You on YouTube because we have videos now. Hello, YouTube. Hi. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening, Micah. It's been a pleasure as always. Beautiful always. <laughs> I mean, queen. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, queen. That was my thing. I would call her a bitch very aggressively. Oh, my I God. I mean, queen. I mean, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. Hold All on. right. All right. Thank you. Love you dearly. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Goodbye. Bye.